0: Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 152. What are we talking about here anyway? You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi there. Welcome back to Changeable so my friends, Sarah and Anthony, have this awesome webinar series called Beautiful Feelings Within. And they share this understanding. They've had several guests. They do some episodes, just the two of them sharing what they've seen and, and personally and in their work. Uh, and it's great. People love it, as as many people do, right? Listening in on these sorts of conversations. And they invited me to be on a few weeks ago. and when Sarah and I talked about what I would talk about, this, I don't know what guest I was. I was maybe six or seven in. And she said, you know, people are loving our webinar series. They're getting a lot from, from the conversations. But someone asked the other day, what is it that we're talking about? (laughs) What is this? You know, like I have a nice feeling, like, like it's called beautiful feelings within. I have a nice feeling when I listen. And I enjoy it and i'm and I'm hearing some stuff, but what is it and and so she asked me when I come on, could I talk a little bit about what it is? Kind of go back to the basics and and start there and I love doing that, I love doing that because I get it I get um I get that question. And in fact, that's why I created the Little School of Exchange. That's why even in this podcast, the first, I always tell people who are brand new, start with the first five episodes in order. Listen to episodes one through five in order, and then you can skip around to different topics and things. But the reason for that is that early on, I kind of I set it up like a mini course and say like, what is this? Where did it come from? Um, what are we talking about here anyway? Give it a little bit of a structure. Because what happens is we dabble, we pop in on a on a webinar with a guest, you pop in on an episode of changeable, and again, you it's nice, you hear some stuff, it's interesting, it's great. But I think before long, our mind does, it starts really kind of wandering. And I think it, it's not that we need more structure around it, but it just could be really, really helpful for for grounding us in this as something. And it's a fine line. You know, we, we talk about it and we get into this nice feeling because we don't want to be grounded. We don't want this to be grounded in something, meaning... Um, I don't start the Little School of Big Change, which is a complete full curriculum, like a, as if I was creating a college course or writing a book. I don't start that course and say, okay, here's what we're talking about. You know, this guy found this thing and this guy discovered this thing and we've combined them in just this way and here's what you're going to hear. First of all, there is no <laughs> there is no answer for that. So what I share, what anyone shares, anyone is always by definition a culmination of just what they've seen through life. And so even when you study something like the three principles or non-duality or whatever you might study, you, you know, you're sharing your version of that thing. And, and that's probably obvious, but I think it's also very easy to miss. So there is no one thing there. It's always a culmination of everything. And it's always someone's very subjective take on it you know and and I love that about us who share this you know that we each come at it in such different ways with different examples and metaphors and a different energy and a different playfulness and creativity and that's just the coolest thing in the world I think. so it's funny because we don't often want to start again with like okay here's the thing here's the package. Now, let's unpack this package. At least I don't want to start there often because I think that gets people caught up in a package. Okay, there's a package. There is a thing. And now we're not listening in the same way. You know, now we're, now we have it under this umbrella. It's, it's in some bucket in our minds. And it just doesn't tend to go well, in my experience, go as well as it could when we just sort of, ease into it and explore and keep it more open so that people feel free to hear and feel what they hear and feel in it, you know, rather than giving it that name. Now, again, once we hear and feel a little bit, I think, and there's no perfect way to do this, but I think there is this sort of sweet spot that I can usually with a group or a person or an individual start to sense where it's like, then you want to kind of come in and rooted in something a little bit grounded in something a little bit and that might just be like by the way this isn't my pet theory <laughs> like i'm not making this stuff up these people shared this and i and i heard this in this philosophy and if you look at this religion they say that and you know it's giving it a little bit of of um of a grounding in something that often helps a mind then, oh, okay, so this, so there is a there, there is something to this, but I want to now go back to just immersing in it, You know, just being in the feeling of it. So we kind of present the thing to some extent, or I should say I do, I don't know what others do, but I'll sort of make it known that there is a bit of a structure and people talk about this and it's used in various places and all of that. But let's set that aside. Let's not worry too much about that because that doesn't really matter. Let's go back to what you're feeling in it. And I, I think that's just a really, again, in all my experience with individuals and groups, it, it's a really, really effective way for people to have the benefits of both the benefits of knowing that, that this is ancient, that it has been talked about and shared throughout time in umpteen ways from brilliant people. And we get to feel and see what we feel and see in it. And ultimately that's all that really matters. So when I did this webinar with Anthony and Sarah a few weeks ago, um, I really loved how it went because again, they had had people talking all over the place um, about various topics and great things. And then I sort of came in a few in and, and, gave it a little bit of context. And I just really loved how this conversation went. So I the audience that they're speaking to, they were kind of using more of the three principles language, which I often do sometimes. Uh, and so I gave a little bit of the history as I see it. I'm no 3 P historian by any stretch, but what I see is the main points and kind of my biased interpretation of it. And and just kind of went back to basics and big picture as much as I could to kind of give people an overarching sense of what is it that we're really talking about here. And I was really excited to share my talk here on this podcast because we can all benefit from this too. I mean, this is episode 152. So unless you've listened to all of them, and if you have, you're awesome, but probably most of you haven't, unless you really listened to all of them and and study this like crazy or been through the little school of big change where you have a little more structure around it, you may be in that place where you have felt some stuff, you've heard some stuff, like some shifts have happened, but maybe it's time for you too to kind of benefit from, oh, okay, that's right. There is something to this. You know, there are some principles here and there are some basic guiding ideas that we can look toward that just sort of help ground everything and, and bring it to life that much more. So I hope it's helpful for you. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you check out Sarah and Anthony's web, webinar series. It's really great. And I'll put the link to it in the show notes. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this. So um so we spoke a little before about about kind of going through the understanding, whatever that is, right? But but given a bit of background context, does that still kind of feel like a good place to go? Yeah, we had some really helpful feedback that said the uh webinars are great, but what what is this understanding? <laughs> oh yeah, right, we forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. That's great, and that's very common, by the way. And and I'll just say this for my own uh, peace of mind too: that after I share, you may still say, "What the heck are we talking about?" So I can't promise to answer all those questions. But um, but but I think it'd be great to to give a little background into this, and in a little bit of structure, maybe to it, and and some context, because um, I do you know similar, and, and it's like. We can have these conversations, and you've had some amazing guests already um, and you start to get a feel for something, but for everyone, whether you have some background or not, I think it just starts off a little vague, it feels a little vague, you know it feels like well, that makes sense, or that sort of resonates or this sounds familiar in some way but but our mind is in there wanting to figure out well, what is it that I'm hearing, you know what is this and and for sure, our mind will sometimes want to want to figure out, does this have a name? Is it a thing like if i you know you can come to these webinars, but where else would I study this and And so those are um those are very very common mind questions, and I think it's helpful to to speak to them a little bit just to kind of get your help your mind sort of relax and say you can you can still just sort of float in and listen to what you're listening to the way you have been so far so so I'll say a little bit, I guess, about, um, I don't ever usually do this, but I think it could be good to talk a little about the three principles, which is a an understanding. It's a sort of, I don't want to say philosophy, although people sometimes call it that, but I just call it an understanding. An understanding that uh, came about in the 1970s by a man named Sidney Banks. And, um, and then I'll, and then I'll kind of put it in my words a little, if that's okay. And sort of, sort of share, you know, how that all looks to me and how it comes together with other things, things that are out there in psychology and spirituality and in philosophy and in, in all kinds of stuff. Okay. So, um, so Sidney Banks was a, uh, was a man who lived in Canada and he was a welder. He was kind of your average, your average guy. He, uh, he was not a big spiritual seeker, although he, he did have some interest in some of this, these topics. So he had read a few books. He went to some workshops with his wife to kind of, this is in the seventies and to kind of work on their, their consciousness and to kind of work on their relationship and things like that. But he was, he was kind of just like us. I mean, by no means was he a scholar of anything. Um, he was a welder. He didn't have a lot of education. He didn't even have a high school education. He had been adopted. Um, so he's just kind of your average, your average guy. And, and so he, uh, he goes to a workshop in, I, I want to say of 73, maybe 74, um, with his wife for a weekend. And, um, And they did some psychology stuff, you know, they did the kind of stuff where you sit in front of your partner and sort of say what you don't like about them and talk about maybe what you do like about them and just, you know, all all of that, that sort of processing stuff. Um, And he and his wife didn't feel like they were getting a whole lot out of it. And in fact, they kind of thought they might leave the weekend early, kind of wasn't what they had, what they had been hoping for. Over that weekend, he met a man who happened to be a psychologist, but but he was just there on his own. He was just there as part of the workshop as well as an attendee. And he met this man. And in a casual conversation uh, over lunch one day, the, Sid says to the man, you know, my problem is that I'm just so insecure. I'm just so insecure. That's the root of all of it for me. And he just kind of said this in passing. And the man says back to Sid, just as casually, also just in passing, oh, Sid, you're not insecure. You just think you are. That one little comment, you're not insecure. You just think you are. We could have all heard that. We probably have all heard that around, you know, with maybe different adjectives in there many times throughout our lives. You don't have a problem. You just worry too much. Or you're not really this kind of person. You just, you just think you are. But Sid heard that in a crazy, deep, remarkable way. So when he heard that, you are insecure, you just think you are. He, he heard it in a way that completely changed everything. So uh, you you can hear, and, and maybe Sarah and Anthony can share the links, I can share with them. You can hear Sid tell this story himself, which is way better than my rendition, but... um. But he, that that comment started off this process, this sort of enlightenment process for Sid, where over the next three or four days, he really saw, "Wow, I'm not anything. I'm not insecure. I don't have a bad marriage. I don't have any of that. Nobody is anything. We just think we are. We feel our moment to moment thinking." And and over the course of the next few days, mm-hmm. he he barely slept. Uh, at all for like three days. And he just had these massive kind of awakenings as to, you know, to that basically the fact that we, we have, we have health and resilience and everything we could possibly ever want as our default. There is never anything that we have to go get, there's never anything that, that we need to add. Not that it's not helpful at times to work on things or look at things in our life or, or learn new things, but we don't need anything because it is our nature. It's, it's baked in. It is, it, we come programmed with it. It's all there all the time. And he, over the years, him or his, or his students started to call this innate health. So we have this foundation, this essence of health. Of clarity, of resilience. We are pure love. We, we, they're, they're basically the way I like to say it is there's just no problem. There's no problem at all. We have everything we need. And as human beings, we live in this constant flow of thought. So, thought in these terms, uh, in this way, is not just the way that you and I might talk about, like we use thought, you know, in a normal conversation, we're thinking, oh, I thought this, you know, we're aware of a sentence in our head or, or a train of thought that we have some awareness of thought is that, but it goes so much deeper and bigger than just that. So thought as, as Sid was sort of seeing this through his enlightenment experience is, is, simply like all things that we have an experience of. and Anything that we can experience, we experience everything through the power of thought. So thought is almost more a verb or it's this power, it's this gift of thought than it is a noun, you know, like a specific set of words or sentences. So he talked about thought being the the missing link or the bridge between the formless and the form. So for all of us we have this perfect innate health we have everything we need and all day every day our entire lives moment to moment we're living in this sea of always changing always moving thought and that thought that experience is being brought to life within us. And and it creates our reality moment to moment to moment. So right now, as we're listening and looking at our Zoom screens and all of that, yes, we all are maybe looking at the screen, we're all listening to some extent, but every one of us is having a really different experience. And we're just a tiny little pool. So we're, having, we're all having different experiences of life in this very moment. And so many more experiences are possible. I mean an infinite number of experiences are possible in any given moment and that is always true. So it's not that you know this is just me and my life and I'm reasonably happy and and here's what I like and here's what I don't like and when I go to work I feel this way and when I come home I feel this way that's the way that our our brain kind of generalizes it. You know, we have a brain that likes to Put everything in a nice bucket, and sort of just for efficiency's sake, likes to generalize things and say, "Oh, here's who you are, and here's how this goes." And and so, you know, you probably have a sense of this. We we walk through life in a way, kind of thinking we know what's coming already. We don't we don't wake up and look at our partner, or walk into work, or look outside our window often, and have a totally radically different brand new experience. We tend to have experience that kind of fits in a certain range. And that's only because we have a brain that that likes to do that. Our brain is just trying to protect us, right? And let us know what's coming and keep us safe. And so it kind of smooshes things in a little bit. This is me now, not Sid, by the way. But like it kind of smooshes things in a little bit and says, you know, here's how your life goes and here's how, it's go- how you know, what's likely to happen. And to some extent, we sort of live in the confines of that. But what, what Sid's original um, insights sort of show us is that we don't have to. We, we may, because we'll have brains forever, but and they're always going to work this way because that's just how they work. But, but what our mind is giving us, what experience is showing up for us is just, is just a psychological experience. It's just how our brain is sort of smushing and generalizing and filtering out a bunch of stuff and like giving us this experience in each and every moment. But I think it's amazing to see that that's happening. You know, and that we, we take in and we experience just a super, super tiny fraction of what's truly there, of what's possible. We tend to again look in the mirror and see the same thing every day and think, oh, that's me, but that's not me. That's just the me that our mind gives us and spits out at us every day. And and just starting to get a feel for this. Not understanding how it works. I don't really understand how it works. But just getting a feel for the fact that something like this is happening. You know, that that when our mind clears or quiets a little bit, or or our mind shifts, our consciousness shifts, and we all know this because we have moods. When you're in a good mood, everything looks a little bit different than when you're in a bad mood. That's just a very everyday minor example of this, right? Now, that those are just your moods. Again, those are pretty smushed in this little, little uh, limited range. But but if you, if you look at that in an even bigger way, truly any experience is possible in any moment. And, and we've all felt this at times and experienced this, that we can be caught up in something, we can be seeing life a particular way. And when our, our mind just sort of falls quiet, our thinking kind of falls quiet for a minute, nothing's changed around us at all. But everything looks and feels completely different sometimes we have that just around so something in particular like i don't know what i'm going to make for dinner i don't know what i'm going to make for dinner and then all of a sudden it pops in your head oh here's what i'm going to make for dinner we take that for granted like it just happens all the time or i don't know the solution to this problem and then you sleep on it or forget about it and it shows up but again that's a very everyday example just to illustrate but but truly like we could all look out the window tomorrow and see just amazingly different things we could look in the mirror tomorrow and see ourselves in totally different ways and that's because all of that is available it's all possible it's all there but our thinking and our minds just sort of you know give us a a sort of habitual experience of things so so as we see that more, as we got, start to get a feel for how this works more, I think what happens is, is this little narrow range of experience we've been sort of locked into, not really locked into it, but we felt like we're sort of locked into it. We just, we see it. We see that there's a ceiling, you know? We see that there's like, oh, this is just what my mind always spits out. And, and people begin to sort of soften. All of that looks a little more fluid and a little less solid. So even things like you're an introvert, you're an extrovert. Your kids behave this way. You know, your kid has this issue at school. Well, if you know your kid to have that issue at school, every time you see your kid, you, you not consciously, but you're looking for what you expect to see. But when we start to wake up to how this works, all of that starts to get like a little looser a little more fluid, and we start to see, oh, maybe things aren't like my mind tells me they are. And that's amazing. Like that is so fun and just it makes your world so much bigger when we just begin to get a little bit suspicious of, of the reality that our mind is spitting out at us every day when we start to say, okay, that's what this is how it always looks and feels for the most part, but I'm onto it. I know that's just my my brain and my psychology spitting out a reality. And I also know there's so much more available. We start to see that more that's available and feel things in new and bigger ways. So, so Sid had his experience um, and began to share it right away. So in the 1970s and 80s and 90s and he died in 2009 for 30 some years he he shared this everywhere he went and and saw amazing things happen as we all do we're you know Sarah and Anthony and me and others we share this too and it isn't about us and it wasn't about Sid it's it it's there's something that feels so fundamentally true and in a way obvious and simple and common sense in this, that that people begin to just relax a bit and wake up to it. And and it just does incredible things for people. So um yeah, so Sid spent the last 30 some years of his life sharing this everywhere that he could and and he shared it with enough people who then went and shared it with people who are now going and sharing and and we're a few generations into this now. And it's really um really starting to spread. And, you know, in some ways it's not, um, it's not new in a lot of ways. What Sid Saw isn't new as far as I can tell. And I'm no, you know, perfect scholar of all this stuff either, but, uh, we, people knew, maybe we didn't know, but, but it, it's not a mystery that, uh, that there's, there's some source, some well of being, Sarah, some source <laughs> of something in there that people throughout the ages have talked about. I mean, throughout the ages, right? Poetry and philosophers and religions. This is, you can see a sense of this in everything that people have, have talked about. Um, and so it's not brand new. Uh, but I think for me personally what and I studied a lot of those things before I came across the three principles before I came across it in this package and they were very helpful it was all very helpful to me but there was something about hearing it more in terms of um, how I kind of laid it out you know like what what's fundamental to us and how our mind works a little bit about how our mind works to give us the experience we have that I think just for me it just brought it made it very practical and tangible whereas before it was like oh i know i'm a i'm a spiritual being having a human experience but i didn't really know what that meant you know i sort of got it conceptually but it didn't do a lot for me in my everyday life oh yeah i know i'm spiritual and i'm having this human life but but the human life part still felt really solid i think that's what it is the human life part still felt like okay this is nice this means there's hope but I got to work on this human life part. Like my spiritual part, I'm sure that's great, but I got to work on the human life part so I can feel the spiritual part more. And and something around this conversation in the last several years, um, and again, I'm just saying for me, but I've shared it with a lot of people and I think this is pretty common. Uh, it kind of brought those together. You know, it, it no longer looks like the spiritual me or my essence or my, Innate health or any of that is some mysterious sort of thing for that I'll find out more about when I die, or that I need to meditate for hours to touch that place, or like that's how it looked for me anyway, for a long time. And it no longer looks like that. It looks so much. It's, it's like it, it's infused in everything. It's there all the time and, and you can feel it. Beyond all this busy thinking we have, we can we can touch it just in little moments, doing nothing special, not in meditation, not in not in anything like that, but just in your everyday life. And then the psychology part, so who we think we are, our problems, our identities, all of that, um, that felt so solid before. And I studied psychology to help people try to budge that a little bit but even through all of my my training as a psychologist and and in counseling and all of that it still felt really solid you know you could see it budge a little bit but man it was still very much treated like a thing that needs to be treated it was like you know you have these traits and these tendencies and these issues and we need to find out why and we need to look at them and you know there was all kinds of stuff that That made that look very solid. And through this understanding uh, in the last several years, again, the spiritual has looked just more everyday down to earth. It's just who and what we are. It's what brings the thought about what you're going to make for dinner. It brings every thought. It's so commonplace. So that has looked more and more just normal and accessible. And then the psychological stuff, what we might think of as what's in the way of our spiritual nature, that has looked more and more fluid and like just thought just habitual thought you know you're not insecure you just think you are and maybe you have a brain that every day uh starts talking about your insecurities but the more we start to see oh that's just how my mind talks yeah it wakes me up every day and it tells me what i should have said yesterday what I didn't, you know, what I forgot to say on this webinar and all the things I missed and all the things that didn't go well. If that happens, well, okay, that's how a mind talks. We all have a mind. It all, they all talk like that at times. But, but you come to just take it a lot less seriously and not by anything you have to do, just simply by seeing it for what it is. Like it's not personal, it's, a, it's how we all work. Everybody's mind talks says stuff like that. It says all kinds of nice stuff too. It just says whatever it says and and the the less we're taking it personally and as if it's something super meaningful and solid, the less it feels like it is and And, and that's where I think there's you know life has this potential to just get to be so much easier and so much richer and and have a much wider range of what's possible for us. You feel the, the lows when they're there, but you feel the highs and your, your highs get higher, perhaps, and your lows feel a little different, a little less personal, perhaps, rather than just being in this narrow range of, of what your mind spits out. Hey, did you know that my two flagship programs, the Little School of Big Change and the Change Coach Training Program, now have self-study versions? That means you don't have to wait until the next live group starts. You can get instant access to the Little School of Big Change curriculum or to an extensive set of lessons and coaching sessions in the case of the Change Coach Home Study Course and start seeing more right away. The best part, and this is awesome, is that you get to go through the self-study versions now or whenever you're ready and then also join the next live guided versions of these courses. So your investment for the self-study course goes toward the price of the live course if you choose to upgrade it's a total win-win. You can get this content now, do whatever you want with it at your own pace, and also let me guide you and support you and lead you through it when it's time. I'd love to see you try out one of these self-study courses. You can find links to both of them in the show notes.